0: Let us pray, Father God. Thank you so much for the opportunity to always be in the presence of a Almighty God, a wonderful God, Lord. You see it, that we are fit and we are valued. So we ask that you have your way, continue have your way, do what it is that you do, Lord. Move in the hearts, the minds of the individuals in this room. Touch me so I can articulate a good word in season, Sus- specific. For these individuals, so we say thank you for who you are, what you are. Thank you for never failing. Thank you for never turning your back on us. Thank you for never giving up on us. So Lord, have Your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn your neighbor. Say neighbor, God is good. No matter what. You go through. He still is good. So how are we feeling today? Amen. I'm so excited about it. So this month is the month of generosity. Somebody say generosity. Somebody say, turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you ready to be challenged? In generosity. Answer them, neighbor. Answer your neighbor. Hold them accountable. Answer them. Answer. Answer your neighbor and make sure your neighbor hold each other accountable. Amen? Amen. Because sometimes we'll say yes in church, but we get outside and we we forget what we said yes in church about. But that's not what I'm not, I'm not here to preach about that. I'm not here to preach about that. But God is so good. God is so good. And we're looking at divine providence. Remember, the the, the divine providence is the theme for the whole year. And throughout the month, we're going to talk about how the divine providence plays a role. So within generosity, do you understand the divine providence of God within generosity allows you to play a part Think about this. God allows you to play a part in the divine providence over humanity. Amen. All right, maybe it's too early. Maybe it's too early. Because some of us, we, you know, there's a, there's a passage in the Bible, the Old Testament. It says, who shall I send? Who, who shall I send? And, and when, when you are at a place, that's why I tell people, I said, I'm not trying to be a prosperity preacher but I am talking about financial freedom. See, because financial freedom allows God to be spontaneous with you. Okay, y'all not ready for this. you not ready for this. All right, so let me tell you a story. So my mother, I love my mother. She's funny. And she, she was one, one of the best examples of generosity, sometimes to a fault. She would give. My mother's a person that she'll literally take the shirt off her back if she had to, to give to a person. So here it is, you know, long day shopping. You know, she's a typical mother. Typical black mother, I should say. Right, so let's go back to, to when we go into the supermarket with our parents. Right, number one, don't touch anything. Right, come on now. Number two, don't ask for anything. Right? So those are, the, those are the generic statements from our parents. So we'll go to the supermarket, get dressed, get yourself together, don't touch anything, don't ask anything, and number three, don't embarrass me. Right? Because if you embarrass me, I'm gonna, see? We had the same mother? So these are the three rules. So we're going to the supermarket, you know, we're shopping all day, you know, and and shopping is not the best with my mother. Especially because at, at that time, money wasn't there. So she was going through the coupons, you're looking for what's on sale. Sometimes we have to go from one supermarket to the other supermarket, you know, right? Because there's one thing on sale here and there's another thing on sale over here, right? So we're running around with my mother and we're excited. Finally, time to go home and play. We're on our way back from McGinnis Boulevard. How many of you are familiar with Brooklyn? Williamsburg, Greenpoint area. So we're on our way back, hitting up White Avenue. Right, we're on White Avenue. My mother and I, the, the old school station wagon that had the paneling on the outside, right? The wood paneling, it was a cream color, right? Don't get your fingers caught in those doors, those are the doors. Right? Because we're we going way back. You know, to the, to the point where the, the, the real station wagons used to have to sit facing, facing the back. Right? So we're in the car. Me, Fonzo, Jared, on our way home, shopping. I, we had, I had to be about maybe 10, 9 years old. My mother is a long day for us. My mother's happy-go-lucky. She got all the shopping in. My dad's going to be happy. She ain't spend all the money he gave her. And here it is, we're driving on White Avenue. If you're familiar with Williamsburg, not the new Williamsburg. Not the million-dollar home type, you know, $3,000 for 500-square-foot Williamsburg. I'm talking about the crack valve, prostitute, old-school Williamsburg, right? So we drive driving down White Avenue, my mother sees this lady walking, right? And if you ever go to Sunday school, when you hear this word, that was like a no-no. You don't talk to them, you don't look at them. And I was used to them walking up and down the block, and she's driving. This lady, you, you could tell her feet were hurting. My mother slows down, Look at this lady, and it took come to find out it was a prostitute. And My mother, the car keys start getting slower and slower, and then we're looking at each other like, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 this is not about to happen. And my mother stops, rolls down the window, remember this? Right? We really had to roll. And I hope that that piece doesn't break, because then you gotta. Right? We, it was funny, we were in Hawaii, me and my daughter, my daughter, we got a rental car. And, and she said, Daddy, what is this? I said, Oh, that's how you roll out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, Are you okay? And when she said that, we knew there was going to be a conversation. And she, the lady starts talking about all the stuff she's going through, and she talking about how feet hurt. And my mother's like, where are you going? She's like, right over there. And I can't remember the street. I, I, I can't remember the street. And my mother said, I'll give you a ride. And we looked at each other. And finally, my brother said, he said, I'm telling Daddy. Because think about it. When we grew up in, in Sunday school, you know, prostitutes are, are bad. They're not good people. They, they were horrible people. You don't interact with these individuals. You know, you, you don't be in the same presence of these individuals. And my mother set aside all of the possible perceptions, all of the, the, the negative connotations that was associated with this individual. She set it aside. She said, look, I see a person in need. Yes. She said, I didn't see a prostitute. I didn't see a black person. I didn't see a white person. I just saw a person in need. See, but we were young. I'm looking at it like, you know, she, she chose this profession. I'm young, immature. My brother said, you know, this nasty. Why is she getting in the car with us? See, because a part of generosity, an, an, an understanding for generosity, understand the need for generosity is the level of maturity. See, immature people have a hard time being Generous. So my mother lets lady, and she says, slide over, guys. And I'm like, ew, she got to sit next to us. <laughs> she wasn't smelling the best. And I'm looking, I'm like, why, why can't she ha- take care of herself? So we slid over, my mother doing her thing, started talking about Christ. Started talking about this God. Drops her off, gives us some money. And I saw this, 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 this faced, transition, transform from a face of despair to a place of hope. And of course, we got home. My brother ran into the house and told my dad. Father told we used to call him Tweety. Tweety, if you know Tweety, because Tweety was always telling. And Fonzo ran in and told my dad. My dad and my mother got a little heated discussion. And, and, but but my, my father understood what took place. So he says, no, just don't do that again with my kids in the car. My mother showed this one principle I got. This is what we're going to go throughout the day, throughout the month, talking about it. generosity breeds hope. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. generosity, generosity breeds, hope. breeds hope. There was another time, you know, we, and now we're in, you know, uh, in Brooklyn, once again in Brooklyn, so uh, right up of Flatlands Avenue. How many of you are familiar with Brooklyn? So if you drive down certain parts of Brooklyn, they have this fruit truck, right? You can get the canepas there right, the sugar cane, right, mangoes, you know, some other fruit and stuff like that. But those those are the fruits that really are the better ones than if you go to the supermarket. So my mother pulls over, and she always has to get her mangoes, you know, get her mangoes because then she'll sit there and cut it up and make it look so good. But when I try to eat a mango, it's all messy. and So there's a guy here, he's walking past, <laughs> he's walking past, and you can... I wouldn't call him a bum, but I would call him a bum. And she pulls over and gets out the car. She's going to buy her mangoes, and and and, and, you, know, and you, know, you watch my mother. She she sometimes her generosity puts her into a place where she's she just doesn't know what else, anything else is going on in, around her. And this gentleman, he smelled like rollo the vino, right? All right. That's the, he smelled like an alcoholic. Thank you for those who knew Rollo DeWinum. Fred San Francisco, right? Okay. (laughs) And he comes up and asks my mother for some money. Now, if you're a true city person, right? You keep small bills in one pocket and the large bills in another pocket. So if you ever get mugged, like, yeah. So so if you, growing up in a city, starting street smarts, right? So my mother goes, and the guy asks, (laughs) you know, do you have any money? My mother goes in the the possible mugging pocket. (laughs) See, those who haven't experienced, you know, that life, you know, y'all are privileged. We call y'all privileged. (laughs) So she pulls out the $5 and, and, and gives the guy uh, the money. He didn't realize what he gave her, but it was the exchange. And, and, and you, once again, you can start seeing how the man transforms from a, a, a mindset of despair. He goes, and he says, wow, thank you for taking the time out to even interact with me, let alone give me something. And he goes, and he says, can I have a hug? She looked and said, of course. This is how my mother was. She said, but a little one. So she gave him a hug. He walks away. He sees his $5, not a dollar. And he turns around and says, Can I have another one? My mother said it was good, wasn't it? (laughs) And she gives him a hug. And it breaks a little longer, but he just kept on saying, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My mother touched that man's life. Because from a hug, he received hope. See, every time you have an opportunity to be to be generous to somebody else, you tend to be able to move them from a place of despair, even if it's for an hour. An hour of hope lasts longer than the hour of despair. Go figure. So let's look at the definition for generosity. We're going to have two two working definitions throughout the time of the month. And I love this first one. Number one, generosity is readiness and giving. Readiness and giving. This is why stewardship is so important. We're going to talk about this next week. This is just the introduction for generosity. Readiness in giving or the quality and condition of being liberal in giving. The quality and the condition of being liberal in giving. That's the first definition. So we're going to be talking about these definitions throughout the month. The second definition is freedom From meanness, don't start looking around or start thinking about some people. I heard that, somebody said, hmm. You ever hear that, have that person that they just they want to give it, but they always mean about it so it just eliminates the, the generosity? Freedom from meanness or smallness of mind and character? Freedom from meanness or smallness of mind and character. So number one is come and talk back to me. Number one, generosity is f- readiness. Come and look. Okay, look at your neighbor. You don't want to talk to me. Look at your neighbor. Your neighbor can hold you more accountable because I can't see if everybody's talking. See, see, neighbor. neighbor. Generosity, generosity is readiness, is readiness. And, giving and giving, or the quality. And the condition of being liberal and giving. Amen. Find another neighbor. Say, another neighbor. And if you don't know your neighbor, introduce yourself. Say, I'm, I'm such and such. <laughs> so say to your new neighbor, say, neighbor. Neighbor. Generosity, generosity is, freedom is freedom from meanness, from meanness or smallness, smallness of, mind of mind and character. See, because when I was observing what my mother was doing, I was—I had a small mind. I looked at her and said, "You know, why are you going to give to this person? Why are you going to give to that person? What, what happens to us? Come on, now, what happens to us? We barely have it. You're going to take from me to give to her. You're going to take from us to give to him." Come on! I'm not the only one. Some of us, we some of us, we, we have the desire to to, to 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 be generous, right? Some of us, we look and say, "Okay, I want to be generous," but 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 why am I going to help this person if this nobody helped me? Come on! Because one of the, one of our, our topics for, for generosity in, in, in this month is selflessness. So we go through this part. I, I know plenty of times we have asked this question nobody helped me. So why should I help somebody else? But my question to you is wouldn't it have been nice to have somebody help you? You know how I felt when somebody helped you. Why won't you help somebody else? Or some of us, we, 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 we want to give. But then our concern is what is it going to take from? So I want to I be generous. I want to pour out and, and, and bless somebody. I want to I be able to put some, something in somebody's hand. I want to give somebody my time. I want to give somebody my, my affection. I want to give somebody my emotional, uh, my, my love. I want to give somebody my gifts. I want to give somebody my talents. You know, whatever it is, my character. But if I give to this, I'm taking from something else. Or some of us at, at a place where my mother, she sometimes, you know, ran that line where she gave and gave. And gave to she gave to a fault, and then then you start finding yourself where you regret being generous. So this is the second the, the the third thing. So with generosity, there has to be maturity. Number two, generosity breeds hope. And number three, there must be balance. On how you are being generous. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, there must be balance on how you are generous. Because remember, the principle, anything taken to the extreme becomes error. Anything taken to the extreme becomes error, even truth. So, and what are we talking about? Because we're not just talking about money. We're not just talking about money because let's go to Acts chapter 3. And when I talk about generosity, we're talking about generous in your resources. Sometimes you might not have the money, but you have the time. Sometimes you might not have, have, have the money, but you have the information. No matter of fact, go to such and such. Sometimes you don't have the money, but you have the relationship. So I'm talking about your resources. Some of our resources, think about it, is time. You can write this down. Money. You know, because we talk about the old adage, and you heard me say this before. You know, they like, because you talk about generosity and you look at the old adage, you know, give a man a fish. All right, come on, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish. But that's only to the point where he has access to the lake. So I have the information. I know how to fish now. You taught me how to fish, but I don't have access to the lake. So sometimes your generosity helps the person get access to the lake. Sometimes your generosity is the information. You teach them how to fish. We you know they have access, but okay, now let me teach you how to fish. So it's time, money, love, some people are not generous with their love. Some people, they just, they just, one, they just don't know how to love. We talked about love last month, so now, you know, I know CCC Long Island is not, you know, not stingy in their love, right? Thank you for the first five rows. you are praying for the sixth row back. <laughs> but let's go to Acts, because it's not always about money. It's not always about money. And this is this is, you know, when God just does his thing. Should we go to Acts first or should we go to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians? So we go to Acts real quick, right? And this is Peter and John. Luke is talking about what he, what he he's seen and heard and, and he's writing this down and he looks at this story with Peter and John and he's looking at what happened. He says, when Peter and John were on their way to the temple for prayer, for a prayer meeting, at the same time, there was a man crippled with birth being carried out, up. He was crippled from birth, being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg From those going into the temple, when he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter, with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, look here. He looked up, expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name. I'm broke, he's saying. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. The man went to the temple with him, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everybody there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognized him as the one who sat begging at the temple's gate, beautiful, and rubbed their eyes, astonished scarcely believing what they were seeing. So what happened here? they restored this man. He said, I, "I don't have no money, but did that limit their ability to be generous? They could' have kept on walking, but they knew the power of the God they served. They could have kept on walking, but they understood the, the the power of this God, where He is not limited to a nickel. A nickel is not going to sustain you. See, our God and His generous ways is about sustainability. So, what did He restore? He restored number one: the man's manhood. A crippled man was looked at as less than first class. He had no respect. So his manhood was broken by him being crippled. Number two, he restored him as a husband. The man had a family, if you read the story. Research, he had a family. And the only way he could provide for him was out there on that gate begging. So his manhood was challenged because he couldn't provide properly. And and, like like my kids, they want to be able to brag about their father. What does your father do? Oh, he does such and such. What does your father do? He does this. What does your father do? He does this. What does your father do? He's a beggar. So he restored his manhood. He restored his fatherhood. And he restored him to be a husband. Because he could walk in the house and say, honey, I'm home. All through, two men willing to be generous and moved from generosity that bred some hope. For this individual. So we're talking about generosity this month. We're talking about different ways of being generous because once again, they didn't give them money. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Let's start at verse 6, and we're gonna maybe go there, go a little further. And this is in the message Bible. Somebody said, Message. Thank you. He says, Remember, a stingy planter. Gets a stingy crop. What did it say? A stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. We're going to stop there. I'm going to give you three things to go home with. This month of generosity is three things I want you to think about. Because if you continue reading that, it, it it says... that God gives a seed to the sower so that he can be generous. So what is, he blesses you so that you can be a blessing. We're going to unravel that because people use that as cliche. But what does that really mean? What does that really look like? Because everybody can't handle being blessed to bless somebody else. Because if everybody can handle being blessed by somebody else, there's no reason to bless you. Everybody's blessed. So there's certain individuals that are mature enough to, to, to handle being a blesser. And it's only individuals that are placed where until they grow, they can only receive from somebody else to be a blessed. But they can't be trusted with that seed. So we're going to talk about that. But let me give you three things. Three things. We need to be, number one, wise with generosity. Remember I said, you know, you can give, you can give so much that you give to a fault to a place where you regret and start hating being generous. Number two, we need to be trustworthy with generosity. Can God bless you so much that he knows you're gonna be generous? So when you he tells you to bless, you bless. You don't have a debate. Well, God, see, what happened was, see the way that my, my checking account and my savings account is set up, <laughs> and number three, we need to be devoted with generosity. And we're going to unwrap all that this week, this month. Are we wise with being generous? Can we be trusted to be generous? And will we be devoted to be generous? See, because when God calls you to be generous, it's not when you feel like it. What's the principle? Preparation, right? Preparation is the basis for spontaneity. Preparation is the basis for spontaneity. So the more prepared we are, the more spontaneous. You know what my my goal is? For God to, for me to be so prepared that God says, Jamal, I need you to go to Bora Bora and bless. I'm just saying. I want to be at a place where God blesses me so much that he knows I'll be spontaneous. If you need me to go to Fiji, Lord... Send me, I'll go. Because the rest of the scripture says, he said, who can I send? And then the prophet says, send me, I'll go. But he can send you based on how prepared you are. And I'll leave you with this. Because this is what we need to think about. One of the great spiritual principles of life is this. Ready? God blesses people. You ready? In proportion. To their blessing others. I'll say it again. God blesses others. In proportion. To their blessing others. So if you want to limit God's. Blessing you, the limit, how you bless others. How many of us want to be used by God? Come and let's stand. Say to your neighbor, say neighbor. If you don't get anything out of today, get this. Generosity breeds hope. And we're supposed to be Hope Dealers, right? Are we supposed to be Hope Dealers? So we should be on the corner hustling. Hope. Oh, come on now. See, I, I, need, I need my old school Christians, my soapbox Christians, my track Christians. God blesses in proportion. So Lord, how many of you want to be blessed by God? Come on now, how many of you want to be blessed by God? So Lord, free me from selfishness. Lord, bless me with the spirit of love. Bless me with the spirit of generosity. Lord, send me. I'll go. Amen, amen. I pray that you got something out of it. I pray you enjoy service. I'm excited about what God is doing. You know, somebody told me, you know, (laughs) that we have so much adversity when it comes to being Christian. But the best and the strongest time of the church throughout history is always at a place of adversity. Coming out of civil rights, coming out of slavery. Think about it. We're in a good place. You know why? Because the God we serve. Let us pray. Father God, you are so good. Prepare us to come into, to to encounter individuals as you challenge us to be generous. Whether it's a time to really stop and say, okay, how are you doing? Whether it's relationship, whether it's money, whatever it is, Lord, prepare us and give us an understanding of why we need to be there at that time, at that moment. Because as generosity breeds hope, generosity tenders the soil to plant a seed. So we ask that you have your way. Bless this day for you have made it. Let us leave this place whenever your presence. Let us stand and ponder on what you have challenged us to be. Even if we are generous, we can be more generous. So, all of us have been challenged at some level to step out of our comfort zone. So, Lord, we ask that you have your way. Do what it is that you do. Because if you're doing it, it'll always turn out amazing. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's say this. This Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible. As our rule of conduct, this Bible creates a lens that we see life through. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.